Who wants, I'll tell you, who wants a pot of coffee? I just make coffee. You want a cup of coffee? Sure, there you go. Who wants coffee? Anybody else want coffee? Who wants coffee? And now, it's time for the man with the caffeine. The new tropics for the brain. It's Coffee with Mike. Hang in, hang tight, grab your cup, and let's get this thing started. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Java Chat. This is Coffee with Mike, sitting here with my guest today, Marla Goldberg. And this is this is going to be interesting. This is another this is another one, kind of like if you guys listen to Joyce uh, Deshay, we have a healer here, somebody that's going to be talking about some really cool stuff. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Marla, thank you for joining us today on Java Chat. Thanks, Mike. Thank you for inviting me on. Appreciate it. Hey, so tell me, how did you get your start in all of this? Where, where does, where does this, where does this all begin? Oh, it all begins. Well, it's in my book, but it all begins when I, you know, had a lifetime of making horrible decisions. I was in a bad marriage, and I was like a deer in headlights. I needed to move, but I couldn't move. I was stuck. Mm -hmm. I didn't know where to go. And there was a woman who was lecturing at a women's conference about how to heal yourself. And a little voice went off saying, well, nothing else is working. You might as well check this out. Absolutely. And actually, I had plans to go with a friend. My friend canceled on me. And normally, I would say, okay, I'm not going to go. But I was directed to go. So I did. And, you know, walking around the expo part of it, and I meet the teacher and her daughter. And she's just lovely. And I go to her lecture. And... You know, and when people start speaking, they start asking you questions. Who sure. out there, da-da-da-da-da, my arm goes up. And well, my <laughs> arm pretty much stayed up for about the first 15 minutes of her question period. Yep. And then she started talking about what she did. I still didn't quite wrap my mind around it, but the little voice inside my ear kept saying, nothing else is working, nothing else is working. So the following week was a one-day informational. I went up to Milwaukee, Wisconsin for that. I was living in Chicago at the time. Did the informational again? I I didn't I I couldn't wrap my mind around what was going on, especially the last four minutes of that day when you had to turn to the partner next to you and stare into their eyes through the duration of this like five minute song, and it's just like oh my god, how much longer do I have to do this? You know, I just it was it was very uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. Say, awkward. <laughs> yes, very much so. But she goes, who's going to sign up for the basic? And of course, my hand just jumped up and I said, okay, and I did. And I ended up joining a three-year um, three mystery school and graduated with 14 healing modalities under my belt wow. and didn't get a chance to do the certification because I was going through my divorce. But I really peeled back so many layers of the onion that it was just miraculous. And then there are so many modalities out there. So I just kept studying and studying, never expecting to be a healer. Right. I couldn't even say it. I couldn't even tell anybody I was an energy healer. It was like I'd get choked in my throat going, <laughs> and one day I'm now with my new husband and we're traveling and I'm sound asleep. And I heard this big voice bellow in my ear, screaming at me to start a practice and help people. And I like, jump up startled like who's saying this to me and i look over my husband's sound asleep and it's not <laughs> something it's, it's not even like he told me at the beginning I, you know you do what you do i don't believe in it you know but have fun 
And so I look at him like, but he's sound asleep. And we had a conversation. He goes, well, maybe there's something to the voice. And so I started my practice part-time. Yeah. And then it started becoming more and more full-time. And then I just keep, I keep going with the flow. I keep asking for guidance to show me a path. And so it, spirit constantly is putting new things on my path, like writing a book, starting a podcast, um, you know, teaching. I mean, these are things I ne were never my purview ever. Sure. Sure. I, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurial journeys are like that very story that you just shared a lot of that. It's in multiple verticals, you know, people just kind of going, I don't know where this is going. I don't know where this is coming from. And all of a sudden here they are in the midst of the fray, if you will, um, making their way through. And, and this, how long did this journey take? <clears throat> well, I started in 2003. Um, I started my practice part-time in 2014. In 2017, I met with a coach and she goes, Marla, why do you keep turning down all these opportunities? She goes, I haven't heard of anybody having as many opportunities as you have. And so, because I did, I kept saying, oh no, I'm not gonna do this. Like Voice America kept reaching out to me about doing my podcast. And I'm, I'm no, I'm not gonna do that because I was always a behind the scenes kind of person. I, I'm very comfortable behind the scenes, not so much in the front. And, <laughs> and so it was a big leap to do a lot of the things that I did. But I made 2018, you know, Chandra Rhymes, she had this miraculous share. She had a year of yes. Mm -hmm. She lost uh, you know, a zillion pounds. This happened, that happened. All these miraculous things happened because she started saying yes. Well, that's, the same thing happened to me. That's awesome. Out of all of those yeses, what was the one that was the most satisfying? Oh, God, there's so many. Um, I'm I love sure. my podcast. <laughs> I love my podcast. Um, I love meeting the people I get to meet. I, I love getting to know them. I love being able to, you know, pull out information, to extrapolate information so that they can share that with the listening audience. And hopefully the listening audience will really be able to get some solid takeaways, some golden nuggets. I have, I have a question about that awkward yes. five minutes. <laughs> yes. Besides the fact of, good Lord, how long do we have to do this? What else runs through your mind? <sighs> I don't even remember. It was so long ago. Um, uh, it, but I just, it was just so uncomfortable. And I kept looking at it like, <laughs> don't turn away. Don't turn your eyes away. Because the immediate reaction you want to do is, you know, shift your eyes just so you you break the focus. And, and I'm also very literal. So I was like, no, she said, look, look. So I had to just keep forcing myself to, to keep my eyes focused and not turn away. I think, and I, you know, I think I was trying to keep my mind as blank as possible. <laughs> Interestingly enough, because um, I've had to do that exercise too. Um, this this whole human connection that a lot of people miss, um, even in small conversations, short little, from good mornings to, you know, discussing whatever. Like even here, I, I live in Las Vegas, so. When I walk down the street now, today, mm -hmm. I look I look for people's eyes. I look to see if there's a connection. And if they do look up, I smile, they smile back, you know, working the law of reciprocation, yeah. obviously, but giving giving to somebody who may not know they need 
that smile. And I think a lot of people missed, yeah, it's friggin' awkward. The first time I did it, because I did it, I had to do that too. Um, you want to talk about awkward, super uncomfortable, because the person whose eyes I was staring into was gorgeous. And, oh. I'm, and I'm sitting there going, you really shouldn't be doing this to a male. However, um, <laughs> let's just see what, what, where it goes. And the longer, the longer we sat there, what was interesting was the less the lizard brain played and the more the other consciousness came up and went, there's a human in front of you. This is, this is different. Something else is going on here. Um, and I, and I, I figure that's kind of, kind of lends into what you do as far as spiritual healing. There has to be that connection, isn't there? There does. You have to have a connection. You have to resonate. And my, my belief is if somebody reaches out to me that they're resonating with what I do, with what I speak about, what they read, you know, read of what I want, write. And so, because yeah, I have to trust that they're coming to me because they're drawn to me. Yeah. And I love the clients that I have and are working together and you know, some of the achievements and what I, I really like is when they're not, you know, they're for years and years and years, they're there and then they, you know, they may come back, but that they're, whatever is going on with them, they feel healed enough to move forward in their life until there's something else that they need to work on. When you came out of, um, when you, well, I shouldn't say when you came out of, when you got into your practice, what were some of the challenges you faced? Well, the biggest one was me. The biggest challenge was me because I had to put myself out there as a healer. Mm. And people knew me as the serial entrepreneur. I had a uh, event management company. I had a bakery. Um, I had a candy manufacturing business. I had a pet taxi. You know, so I had all these varied businesses. And now all of a sudden I'm coming out saying, well, I'm an energy healer. And people look at you like, wait a minute, you've done X, Y, and Z. And now all of a sudden, here you are. And so it's- Here's all the stuff we're used to you with. What? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it. Yes. So it's just, you know, so I would do complimentary sessions for people so that they could get um, a feel of what I did. And it's amazing on how many people started crying, which is good because it's a cleansing. It's not crying because I was so terrible. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, I brought... We sure hope not anyway. <laughs> but because I brought up issues from their, from their life, they're like, oh my God, how do you know this? And we cleared it. We just cleared it. And they felt such relief at the end. So I was happy about that. It's interesting to see. Because I used to work in some of the, the massage therapy back in Hawaii. Um, it's interesting to see when that happens. How people literally shift. Well, we see the energy shift. Right. But we see their attitude, their physiology, and their life start shifting. And all of a sudden it's like, how's, you know, when you ask, how have you been? And their whole, all of a sudden it's like, well, let me tell you, oh, blah, and all of this, and this was great and all this. I was, really, that's interesting. I wonder how that happened. <laughs> exactly. And here's the thing about energy healing that I think people have a misnomer about. We are conduits for the energy. The client is actually the one who does the work. You know, we bring whatever modality we bring and how we bring it, 
but this is a partnership, you know, so I do my part. My client my, you know, has to do their part. And if they say, well, this didn't work, you know, you didn't do it. And it's like, well, what didn't you do? I mean, you've got to look at what, what you didn't follow through on as well as a client. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's always work to be done. It doesn't, it doesn't stop at the session. Right. No, we, I, I had, I had one client, although his, this is more physical. Um, when he came to me, he was impossible to, to manipulate. He was just rigid, as hard as a board. By the end of three sessions, I got him flexible enough that I could almost fold him into a pretzel, you know, with that good stretching, good work, blah, blah, blah. Nice. Comes back the next week, completely rigid as a board again. I said, all right, what did you do? <laughs> right. What happened this week? And it turns out he had a condition that a lot of Olympians um, face when they're, when they're past their, their com competition phase of their lives. Um, over overstimulated adrenaline glands and their bodies just tighten up. It took a naturopath to figure that out, but it's like, dude, um, you're supposed to be doing stuff in order to be able to remain here. It's like, yeah, I know, I forgot. Yeah, you can't forget. You gotta, you gotta keep, you gotta keep the practice going beyond where we're at here. Uh, otherwise, right. it's gonna really do you. <laughs> Is your massage a Thai massage? It was different. It, there was a whole bunch of different ones. Um, I didn't do Thai. I did more Lomi. And oh, I love Lomi. Beer. Yeah, that was that. Well, because I'm Hawaiian, so I had to learn it, and it and it works really well. Um, but it's yes. it it still takes you have to take care of yourself after that. You can't just come back to me and expect to do the same thing with you last time. Right. Exactly. Especially in you the, have. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's especially in that condition. Yeah, and, and I, I'm glad I'm able to put this out there because it's not a subject I talk about very often, you know, the partnership piece. And mm -hmm. a lot of people go in expecting you to be the miracle worker. It's not how it works. And it's, a, you know, this is a, a partnership. What's funny is that you, it, it, most people don't realize that the, the miracles get worked within themselves. It, yes. It's, it's their own miracle workings. They've they just never known how to do it. So having right. an energy healer like yourself to help facilitate the work, guiding them through it, makes it a lot easier. It makes it a lot, I shouldn't say easier. It's never easy, but it makes it a lot more doable. Yes. Definitely. Yes. Well, that's awesome. And, and so today you have a thriving practice, I, I'm assuming. You're, you're definitely out and about doing your podcast. You have a book and, and you're doing hopefully wonderful things for some people. How, uh, I'm curious. Your practice is located where? Um, I'm in North Carolina right now, nice. but I do most I mostly everything in virtually. Good. So you're international beauty. Yes. Um, what was one of the biggest challenges you've dealt with as far as clients are concerned? Um, what's one of What's one of the stories that that, that really gets you? Well. I'm going to tell you a couple of stories. One story is, is a story about somebody who thought that I was going to do everything and do all the work. And, and what I, I did something very different because I normally have a, a complimentary consultation ahead of time, 15, 20 minutes. Sure. It usually goes a little bit longer. But in this particular woman, she had some issues based on a, a physical illness. Mm -hmm. And I, I told her, what in an offshoot of the illness is depression. Yes. So I told her, this is what I'm going to do. And I gave her a step-by-step step 
what it's going to be, da da da, what she needs to do to hold the energy to let it assimilate. Mm -hmm. And this was a, over an hour conversation. This is sure. just a preliminary. So I go and I do the work and I'm clearing and I'm doing and I'm, and at the end, I say, so how are you feeling? Did you clear up the depression? Boom, I felt her snap right back to where she was before I started. And, you know, and I share with her, you need to let the, your, what we're doing assimilate. Don't think about it. Don't focus on it. Get busy doing something else. Drink a lot of water and get busy. Clear, you know, don't let your mind go there. And if you go yeah. there, push it away. <laughs> because if you go there, you're just going to put yourself back in your same place. Interesting. So that, yeah, it is. It truly is. And it's funny because I've never told this story before. But it's it's going along with what we're talking about and how our our clients are partners with us. But I will tell you a story about a mother who had a son who at the time was an All-American athlete, senior in high school, hadn't slept well for 10 years, but yet he had like medal after medal, won all these competitions. And she said, could you do a clearing on him? And because he was a minor, I was able to do it with her permission. Sure. And... It was interesting because as I'm clearing, I, I, I'm hearing Ouija board. Oh, and so I went to her afterwards. I said, I cleared him. I said, but did he play with a Ouija board when he was younger? And she goes, not that I know of, blah, 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 blah. And then we're talking to her husband. He goes, oh, yeah, don't you remember his friend so-and-so brought over a Ouija board? He was like um, ten, uh, seven years old, eight years old, something like that. And she's like, oh, my God, yes. Well, what had happened... Well, so we said so we left the story there. Then she said, "Would you come and do a space clearing in my house?" So I did. The primary disturbance was his bedroom. Yep. And when I went to his bedroom, what's interesting, all American, right? There's no trophies. There's no awards. There's no posters. There's no books. There's no. It is the barest room. Wow. Bare bookcase. I mean, just a bed, a nightstand, but there's nothing, no personal items at all, which is so unusual, especially Jill for a performer. Exactly. So then I, you know, do my, my space clearing. And um, what had happened is a portal popped open because nobody, and I'm going to say this very, very definitively. I know, and I know a geologist and she knows what she's doing. So if you know what you're doing, that's one thing, but the majority of people pull out these Ouija boards and they open up portals and all these dark energies have a tendency to come in and then they mess with you. What yep. they did is they messed with this person in his room. And so so let's say the room is 16 feet long by 10 feet wide. Mm -hmm. I got 10 feet down before the energy stopped. I, from So from the, the edge of the bed to the window, there was no energy flow. It was totally blocked. Wow. And so then, you know, so I did show me the energy flow. Now I see the block. Now let's go into the block, clear the block. And while I was there, the message was, see if he wants another bedroom. You know, the room was cleared, but see if he wants another bedroom. And so the mother asked him and he said, no, I'm okay. Two weeks later, he said, you know what? I do want to change bedrooms. Moved into his brother's own bedroom, painted, decorated, books, awards, posters, all the teenage stuff the other sure. athletes put up. And the whole thing shifted for him. And from what I understand, he's still sleeping well. And that's, there are going to be a lot of people listening to this podcast that are going to be like, come on, 
let me be clear. <laughs> I come from an I come from a place that has a lot of um, interesting energy happenings. It does. Uh, it's the it's the best way to describe it, um, and and not all of it's good. In fact, a lot of it's not good. Uh, in my culture, we had both the uh, light and dark as well, and there's a lot of dark out there. It's it's really weird. Um, kind of one of the reasons why I moved away is I needed to get to better places. Not that Las Vegas is that much greater, but it certainly got better <laughs> where I was. Um, and, and I think the big idea though is that there are, there's light and dark everywhere you go. And yes. whether you believe in it or not is irrelevant. You don't have to pay attention to it if you don't want to. That's fine. You can live life just as it is. But when you get to a point where you start realizing there's other stuff going on, Take somebody like Marla to be able to come in and actually, you know, figure out what's up. Uh, and it's, there's some, there's some clear, there's some clear indicators when you run into those things. And that's when you need someone like Marla. So guys, we're going to take a short uh, 30 second, 30 second break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about the whys, the inspirations, the motivations, and see where, uh, see where Marla has been drawing from uh, to, to keep things moving in the right direction. All right. We'll be back in 30. And we're back here at Java Chat, hanging out with Marla Goldberg. And we, we were talking about some pretty cool stories there, especially the one about the young athlete. That was really, that was really neat. Uh, along your journey, there had to have been a bunch of things that happened that really, like, not just signaled, but, like, pushed you to keep going forward. Um, you know, the, everybody calls it the why. Um, I think it's, I think there's usually a little bit more than just the why. There, there are other things that happen that just keep egging you along, if you will. Um, probably starting from about the time that you opened your practice part-time in 14, like you mentioned. Um, what were some of the things, or maybe even before that, what were some of the things that inspired you after your first round with your, your first teacher? I have to say, well, one of the big things for me is because, so I have a book, My Effing Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path. I, know, I love that <laughs> title. That's so freaking cool. Thank you. Which is, well, it's autobiographical and then it's self-help. <clears throat> and so where my whole focus tended to be once I started a practice was I wanted to help people. I wanted to help people get more flow, heal. Um on so many levels. And that's why I keep taking more and more classes so I can learn more things so I can help more people, whether it's through speaking or, or teaching or one-on-ones. But it's just important for me for that people have the ability to know what it's like to have a joyful life. We're all put on this earth to not live a life of, of drudgery and, and trauma and you know, like carrying all these heavy things on our back energetically. We're really meant to live with joy and purpose and and gratitude. Yep. But most people don't know how to get there. And they don't know sure. how to get there because the majority of people, and, and this is, of, how do I say this? I was going to say it's of no fault to, the, to their families, even though it is, but they didn't know any better either. They weren't given tools. They did not know a different way. They just every, you know. For example, I'm sure my father's father hit him with straps and shoes and stuff like that. And in turn, he ended up doing this to his children, myself, my brother, my sister. Um, you know, it's, it's learning to stop the cycle that, you know, when you know something is not right to do, stopping the cycle because of what it does to your children 
and their children. Even the words that people say to people, um, you know, somebody might say something to a child and think it's funny, but they're a sponge and it's going to affect their self-esteem. It's going to affect their ability to grow into healthy egoed individuals. They'll, you know, so a lot of us, the majority of us walk around as wounded warriors yeah. because we are, we have been wounded. And so my whole focus is wanting to help, a, help raise consciousness and know that there's something more out there. You know, religion states, it doesn't make a difference what religion, that this is all, you know, uh, glass and mirrors, but it's real. I mean, it's more real than any organized religion that there is, in my opinion, spirituality. And so if, for me, it's helping people to live the life they were divinely meant to live. And so that's my, my big why. That how, so during the time that you were going, uh, by the way, that's freaking awesome. And it's, Thank you. Uh, it's a wonderful common thread through the healing community, which is, which is also wonderful. Um, the, some of the, the other people that I've, I've met, um, that are in the healing space, if you will. It's it's amazing to see the, what's the word? Because sometimes it's excitement, sometimes it's just, I guess the word would be just the joy of knowing that someone, that they were able to help um, facilitate their, their continued journey, um, no longer is blinded, if that's a good way to describe it. Yeah. Um, by their, by their, uh, by their own, what's the word? Internal. I don't want to say biases. That's a that gets used. No, but to, it's the internal negative self-talk that they heard growing up. Thank you. That's and, what for. Yeah. yeah <clears throat> they heard through whether it's from parents, grandparents, re other relatives, teachers, religious figures. People are very careless with their words, and words have power. No, oh, extremely huge power. Huge. And, you know, I know somebody who had a child and when the child was two years old, she called this child a name and I'm like, oh, how could you do that? And of course I was, you know, verbally abused for like, mind your own business. It's not yours. <clears throat> but it's, but the reality of it is, is this child grew up as a wounded warrior because of not only the words that were said, but the, the physical actions you know, for, through the disciplining of the children. Today, most children will say, I'm calling DCFS once they're old enough to use a phone and they know better. Like, I'm going to call on you. But um, yeah, that, that, that's the thing people don't realize. Their words, how they show up for their family, all makes a difference on how healthy of a child you're going to have and how healthy of a grandchild you're going to have. Yeah, because I've... that negative talk keeps rolling around. Right. I've, I've always, um, I was a single dad. Of course, he's 19 now and I, I still support him wherever he needs. But I remember when he was, I think he was about seven or eight. Um, he was playing a computer game and he couldn't get, he couldn't get past a certain spot. And he was sitting at the computer crying, just really just like ultimately upset. And I looked at him and went, what's the matter? He goes, this, I can't win this game. I said, what do you mean you can't win the game? He says, I, I can't win. And I looked at him and I went, hold on a second. That's a computer. It's a program. 
the way you beat a program is you learn how it works, you continue playing. If you stop playing, then you really have lost. And he kept, from that little chat, he kept playing and then he finally won. He said, Papa, I won. I said, see, I told you. And I've always tried to do that with him and, and anybody else's children too. If anybody that's impressionable in that, in that manner, because honestly, if you stop practicing, if you stop doing, you have, you've quit and you really have lost. So true. And that's in anything, anything, any endeavor in life, not just playing a game, but when, if you just give up and quit, you know, you, you, you just you defeat yourself yeah 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 i mean I always, go ahead as, as as healers you, you see the same thing though it, it's you have people coming into you going i don't know what's wrong i don't know what's going on it's like um we kind of went through this <laughs> we found out what the issue was <clears throat> have you been doing your part right how often do you have to remind your clients well all the time because you know just like you know i get forgetful too Sometimes I have to be reminded on what I need to do. I'm a human being. You know, I'm a spiritual being, have a human experience, but as a human being, you know, we, you know, can have very short attention spans. Really? Squirrel. <laughs> I got to tell you, with everything that we have available to us today, that is an understatement of the century. I mean, the age of information is already long past. It's so funny that everybody's like, our generation knows that term. This younger generation has no clue what that, that term is. But essentially, when the age of info started, we got overwhelmed. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're, you and me both, our focuses went out the window. Because it was like, oh, look at this. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Oh, look at this. Encyclopedia Britannica became this huge thing in, for us at the time, desktops. Right, right. And we could just sit there and, and just stare at the screen all freaking day, reading checking things out, learning new stuff. And now these kids look at it as like, yeah, that's boring. You know, it, but they're on the computer, they're on devices all the time doing other things. I mean, but they are stuck in the, the computer. My concern for children are that they are not going to know how to maneuver life. It's already showing up. It's already showing up. And this is, this is another reason that it's good that healers are out there because they engorge themselves so much into technology that their own energy is, they're corrupting their own energy and they're messing it up. And it becomes so easily impressionable, even in their 20s, even in their 30s, they don't see it. They don't know. Yeah, it, they don't know to see it. And nobody's pointing it out to them. Or if they are, they know everything, right? You know how kids can be. It's like, oh, you know nothing. And then all of a sudden they're 50 years old going, you know, I think my parents had something. I That adult had, you know, they might have had something to what they were saying. Sounds familiar, doesn't it, there, Martha? <laughs> that sounds real familiar for some weird reason. You're absolutely right. Uh, it's interesting to watch how they study. They're, and actually, <clears throat> it's, this is one of my favorite things because of, you know, marketing psychology is we're always wondering, what's the next generation going to be like? Um, and Gen Z is one of those generations that's very adept at researching. Yes. Um, to the point that, you know, if you get a group of five or six of them together, most of them will sit there on a table. One will get on the computer, maybe two. Uh, well, no, on their phones. Um, and the, the others will talk while the, the other two are researching. 
it's the most amazing thing you've ever seen. In in the old days, you couldn't get humans to to sit together except to sit and bullshit about stuff. These kids want to know. Well, it's like Big Bang, right? I love that show. But it's yeah. they, you know they they just research everything, and it's like, what about this? And they have these these very esoteric kind of conversations that could be out there, but could be very real. Could be, yeah, very but, much. But so. they come up with these concepts, and then they research them together, and they do all. But, and I know it's a TV show, but the reality of it is, is there are people that, like you're saying, that that are really looking to learn and know and change and make a difference. Yeah, it's it's nice to see that. Um, and there's still that there's still though that danger of getting too far into it, if that makes sense, to the point that energies get disrupted and and well, yes. yeah, so. But my other concern is that they sit on a couch next to each other, texting each other, rather than turning and having a conversation. <laughs> that I don't get. I do not understand that at all. I've I have two stories about that. Okay. Um, a researcher who goes around. She's a speaker. She works in a lab, and she said, and this is this is around the time that the, the millennials were getting the bad rap. Um, she says, I can't believe it. I'm standing there in the lab. She's two people away from me and she sends me a text saying, I don't feel comfortable doing this task. Two people away from her, maybe 10 feet. So she couldn't yeah. just turn and look at me and say, yeah, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with doing that task. Can you find something else for me to do? I was floored. I'm like, what is she afraid of? <laughs> and it's those hard conversations that people who like of our generation, you know, have hard times with, but not as hard as generations beyond, you know, that are coming up behind us. Yeah. And, and they're conversations that have to be had. I mean, but that's, that's that generation. Anyway, it's certainly job security. <laughs> that it is. If they become open and more and more yeah. young uns are really becoming open to spirituality, metaphysics, knowing that there's more out there than what meets the eye. They've come across it in their research. And, it, and it's inevitable that you will come across it eventually as you're researching everything, because, you know, we both know that it's everything's connected one way or another and everything's energy. So, it is, you know, you're going to you're going to find Marla sometime. <laughs> there's no accidents. Everything is synchronistic. So if you have, you know, a snowball effect of, of situations you have to go okay what 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 is it about me the common denominator in all your situations that are bringing these things to mm -hmm. me yep and it could be positive or negative it doesn't have or perceived negative it doesn't have to be you know just dark and gloomy that you have to go oh it, it's because you're the common denominator in all of your situations mm -hmm. I, I i think people tend to quickly uh, judge light dark before they realize that it's a situation period that they need to be open to understanding if that makes sense yes yeah absolutely they, it's 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 too quick to judge oh that's not a good thing well mm, there, I, I remembered reading an old story of a man that took a journey with an angel and the angel did some pretty wild stuff where the guy was looking at the angel going you're supposed to be good what the hell is going on why are you doing these things these are horrible and the angel explained each action. I think there was a total of three um, where literally the angel took some people out. 
And when the angel came back, it says, here's why I did this with this, this person. This is why I, I did this with these folks. And this is why I did this with these people. And the guy looked at him and goes, wow, the end result was many more were saved or many more people were saved, even though what you did would be considered kind of immoral. You know, I mean, he stole something from one place. He literally threw somebody over a bridge on another. That was the one he took out. That person was supposed to become a murderer. You know, you, 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 you hear these stories, it's like, I'm sure glad this is a story, not real. But but the, the fact of the matter is you can't judge a situation right out the gate. You have to you have to create space for it to figure out what's really going on. Absolutely. There's two things I have to say. That reminds me of the movie Michael with John Travolta. You know, how he was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was sort of not quite a fallen angel, but he was, um, he had his own unorthodox ways about him. Um, and well, what we would consider unorthodox where when it comes to human standards versus an angel standards, which we don't really know what they do. There's no, right. yeah. Mm. <laughs> it, it, it's so true. And then now I just lost the other thing I was going to bring up. <laughs> but it, but it just makes, but Yes, things happen. And here's the thing. Back in the day, if I would like not succeed at something, I felt like a failure. Mm. You know, when there was shame and guilt and all those those really low vibrational emotions attached to it. And I wish I knew then what I know now into the fact that when we stumble in life, when we may fall on our face in life, we're not losers. We are not... Um, you know, stupid people. We are supposed to learn from this experience. And I look at everything today as a lesson, opportunity, a gift, or a combination thereof, because in every situation, there are one or multiples of what I just said, lessons, opportunities, and gifts. And there is no such thing as failure. But if you don't, unless you don't use it as a stepping stone for your personal growth, then if you don't use it, then yeah, it is failure. But if you learn it to grow, to grow and learn the next, then you go, Oh, now the next time I do it, I know better. I'll do it a different way. Mm -hmm. And you just keep switching it until it fits. Yeah. It's, it's, um, how, how did he say it? To quit is to fail, to fail is to, to fail is to grow. It's something of that nature. I don't remember who said it, but it, I mean, that just, it, it's, it's the easiest thing in the world to, you know, everybody says fail forward fast. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, it's the only way you're going to learn. I mean, unless somebody else has already done it, then try to learn from their failures. But if you're not moving, what, what is it? Um, you don't age until you sit still. Yeah. That's so true. That, that you wouldn't guess I was 110. Hey. <laughs> Living till I'm a buck fifty. That's where I'm gonna do it. Or um, anyway. There you go. <laughs> uh, the um, who's been who's been some of your biggest influences as far as your your career path? Oh, wow! You know, you I look at people who have started modestly and have really. You know, not the ones that are like born with their gifts and talents and they use them early and they know about them. It's the people who have hit rock bottom, like myself, and who've had to to, to build themselves and heal themselves to get to where they are. Mm. Those are the people who influence me. It's not one particular person. It's a collaborative. But it's 
the people who really learned because they, it was either I'm going to stay in my own crap mm -hmm. or I'm going to get out of it and live my golden life. And the ones who live their golden life, those are the ones I want to follow because those are the ones who have this, who have done it and who have the secret sauce to how to, how to do it moving forward. Good call. Good call. Uh, generally speaking, yeah, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a celebrity follower either. Um, I, I do appreciate what they put out, but it's the ones that are like us that are the most inspirational because they're the ones that turn around and go, look, I'm like you. Yeah. I, you know, I did, I had the same challenges. I had the same issues, have the same failures. I made it. And you can come at it with a more loving and compassionate way. Sure. If somebody is born with it. I mean, there are so many of those celebrities who, if you knew them in real life, you would go like, really? And you're presenting yourself as X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you find lovely ones as well, but a lot of them are run by ego. I like the negative ego. You know, the I'm so great. I'm so wonderful. Look at me and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I'm all about Give me the healthy ego. Give me the person who isn't trying to compete, isn't trying to backstab to, you know, for the new up and comers that they embrace them and say, thank you for bringing what you're bringing to the table. It's needed. It's, you know, I can't serve everybody. I am but right. one human trying to help how many billion on this planet? Right. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I totally get you. Um, guys, we're going to take one more 30-second break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what's what's next. You guys heard about the book. I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Um, and there's a podcast in this mix, too. You guys know how much we love podcasts. So we'll be back in 30 seconds. We'll tell you more about it then. Hey, guys, we're back. Java Chat sitting here with Marla Goldberg. And this is this is the part where I get to talk about this. She mentioned the title earlier. I was gonna I was trying to hold it off because I just love the title so much. It was going to be like a big kapow at the, bar, at the very back end. Sorry. Uh, no, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. It, 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 it kind of gave a little taste. The title of the book is My Effing Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path. I, I don't know why your publisher allowed you to censor that because there's another book called Unfuck Yourself, which I think is a perfect title as well. This has got to be something similar. What is it? Well, it's, it's, well, it's not semi-biographical, it's my autobiography mm -hmm. um, and all the, the dysfunction and all the crap and the bad decisions I made throughout a period of my life until I started going down my spiritual path and healing and learning differently and how to live life differently. And so then as I was writing it, it was funny because the reason I wrote it was I was prompted by a coach that I was working with. And he said, well, you need to write a book and be, you know, this is how you stand up and be an expert and show your authority on your information. And, bu 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 and I'm like, okay. And again, never, five psychics told me I was going to write a book, five. And I said, no, absolutely not. I have nothing to write about. Who wants to hear what I have to say? You know, it's one of those things. And so here I am. I'm like, okay, now I'm writing a book. And what I did was automatic writing. So I go and I, I left my husband for a month. We bought a second home. And so I left him and I would start my process by meditating. And I'd pick up my pen and my, my I mean, I just, I didn't type. I just did it longhand. 
Um, and if anybody doesn't know what longhand is, it's pen and paper and you just, you know, scribe. And, um, and I just started writing and I didn't pay attention. I didn't filter. I didn't edit. And I talk about doing this all the time. It's just automatic. Whatever comes out, comes out. And I would do this day after day after day. And then I started reading back what I was writing. And it's like, oh, my God, that's my story. And then I started getting guidance from spirit saying, well, you need to make this a helping book. You need to make it a book to help, not just to vomit your, you know, your personal life out to everybody, but give them a way to heal with it, you know, help them. So when I decided, okay, in the back of the book, I made a list of my top 14 techniques that I used and still use for processing and healing and, and forgiving and all that. Um, and then I kept hearing more guidance, like, no, no, you have to put it in the front of the book, you know, in your autobiography, you know, where, you know, where you would have used us, how you would have used us, which ones you would have used. And so I didn't do it by title because it just would make it so long. So I just did it by the number. So in the back, you can find number two, number seven. It's sort of like one of those old Chinese menus. You're like, I'll take yeah, number yeah, two, yeah. number seven, number yeah, six. Yeah. And so cool, actually, that really does. <laughs> so, you know, one part of my life, it's like, if, if I would have known then what I know now, I would have used to help process my pain, my hurt, my disappointment, whatever it might have been. And there was a ton of that mm -hmm. in my life. And, mm -hmm. and I'm not saying it as a sob story because I healed. So there's nothing sob story about it. I, I one reviewer had, had said something like, oh, my God, I had to put it down. And, you know, all the... But sometimes you have to go into the dark to find the light. You have to, you know, deal with your crap and come out of it to know what the difference is. And so that's how I wrote the book. That's why I wrote the book. And that's, and, and, it, and it was also a very different way because most self-help books don't have a story with interjections. And then you can find out the instructions in the back, yep. how sure. to do it. And then I give you copious instructions on my modalities. Glossaries and appendixes. Boy, what a concept. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As if it was used once before sometime back in the 70s and 80s. I, you know. <laughs> oh, I know. What, 70s and 80s? What are those? What yeah, are those right? decades? <laughs> my, one of my friends used to sit there and go, oh, yeah, that was back in 19 forgotten. I'm like, hey, easy, easy. <laughs> now, I don't forget the 19s. But it's that that's awesome. So you have a so you literally have a hybrid story self-help book is yes. what I'm hearing. Yeah. That's freaking cool. I, who's it, who's it written for? <sighs> for people like me, for okay. people who have been brought up with dysfunctional families, whose life isn't working for them. They don't know how to shift their life circumstances. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to do it. They might not have the money to go to somebody Mm. Um, and that's who, I mean, it's written for all of the above and, and those I haven't mentioned because there's so many people out there, as I mentioned earlier, that have been brought up by dysfunctional families because their families were brought up by dysfunctional families and so on and so on. And now you have easy ways to, you know, 
release the repressed emotions because how in the United States, don't cry, don't behave that way. I'll give you something to cry about. You know, <laughs> you know, big girls don't cry, boys don't cry, they don't emote, you know, and so we end up pushing everything down. And guess what? We can only hold so much down before it regurgitates all over our life and body. I can't tell you how many times mine did on mine. Well, it's in the book, so. <laughs> so, and, you, uh, so you can tell us how many. <laughs> well, I haven't counted, but there's a lot. <laughs> but it's it's learning how to get all these these repressed emotions out because we are, you know, everywhere, like women, in the, you know, in corporations, don't get angry because women aren't supposed to get emotional. You're not supposed to emote how you feel, oh, but if a man that, did it, it's that's, okay. That's going to work out real well. Right. And how many women in the 80s, seven, well, more of the 80s, the 90s, you know, yeah. decided to let their masculine energy move forward and take over their life and put their feminine behind so that they could achieve and they could be and, and accomplish, which is what the male energy does. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden, you know, they're pushing all their feminine emotions down and everything they feel because... You know, men aren't supposed to emote. Men aren't supposed to cry. Men aren't supposed to behave this way or that way. But if a man gets angry, it's acceptable. They're just um, showing their anger. But if a woman does that, it has an entirely different connotation. And you need to get this garbage up and out out of your system because it will affect you physically. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so hanging on to it is so unhealthy. So I have, like, my favorite... Um, I call it release by exertion. And Ooh. my, let me pull back in a second. Let me get this, excuse me. This is one of my favorite things. Now. <laughs> Who's up for a beating? <laughs> now caveat, never to use on a person, never to use on an animal, no child. This is strictly soft surface use. And so what I do, and I just have a mini one just as an example, but I get, I have a full size kid's bat, Nerf, or plastic, mm -hmm. and you go to your mattress, you go to your sofa, you go to a pillow, and you start hitting it. Whether you want to focus, you can focus on something that's 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 hurting you, mm -hmm. or you can just start hitting it because you just don't know what to do. Within 30 seconds, you will start screaming, you will start crying. The caveat is allow it to come out. Don't push it back down again. It's come, you're breaking it up for a reason. It's like having an ice pick, breaking up the ice for a drink in the olden days. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, back in the 1900s. Back in the 1900s. <laughs> but, um, kind of sorry yeah. I did it that way. But anyway, <laughs> this is one of my favorite things, and it is effective to just getting getting your emotions broken up and getting them up and out. Now, you see the pillow behind me over my right shoulder? Okay, my original screen pillow that I designed for the purpose. I don't think I can grab it. Wait, 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 wait. I don't want to knock everything over. For the purpose of screaming. So not. I wanted to make it funny. I yeah. wanted people not to miss where they need to put their mouth. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> it's a talking, yeah, I mean, it's a fun talking piece, but it muffles the screams, but you can scream as loud as you want into here and you're not going to disturb your neighbors, especially because so many of us live so close to people. I know. And, and you don't want to disturb them or alarm them and all of a sudden have the police knock at your door. Like, 
what's going on? You're screaming. Oh, it's primal screaming. I'm releasing. <laughs> but screaming is another wonderful way to just get get the emotions up and out, which is the first step into just feeling better. Because once you do that, you feel like you've lost a hundred pounds. Agreed. And it just it's it's so powerful. I, I've done that out in the in in the wilderness, away from you know civilization. Sometimes when I go out hiking, we'll do one of those snakes. <laughs> You know, I haven't come across any, so maybe that's true. And it's, <laughs> but in any case, so <clears throat> these are all cool things. Did, are, are these things that you have made for people or is it just? I have this on my website. You could buy it. My mm -hmm. website is Marla Goldberg with two rs.com. And yes, it's in my shop. That's cool. So, I'm going to have to order thank one. You. Thank you. If nothing yeah, it, for the conversation. Pardon me? If, then, if for nothing more, the conversation piece, when somebody walks in and goes, all right, what is that, Mike? <laughs> exactly. That's my mouth. It's the screaming mouth. That's, a... <laughs> that's where that's where I yell into the void and it yells back. Sorry, we're full up. Try again. <laughs> exactly. Or, or let me take this off your chest for you, literally. Exactly. Exactly. That's, I think if more, and, and this, the whole repression thing, there's, there's funny memes that go around about that kind of deal. Um, and and please guys if you're listening remember those are just jokes repression is not a choice it's not a good choice i should say it is a choice it's not a good choice all it does is serve to hurt you yes. if, if you gotta do something to let something out you might not have that pillow but you certainly have one on your bed if you push it down into that mattress you can scream into that it'll work just as well sometimes we gotta sometimes. it's important it's important for your highest and best good for your welfare yeah. Otherwise, where's your sanity? Yeah, I mean, that's, well, you, that's ultimately what it affects. Well, but it also will affect your blood pressure. It will affect your heart. Sure. It will affect, that's what, you know, autoimmune issues are based on things like this. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's just so much and it's, you know, you can live a really healthy life. You don't need to have high blood pressure. You don't need to have a lot of the stuff that people get because they're not knowing how to deal with their emotions, their wounds, and you, it, it needs to heal. Forgiveness is another big thing with Boy, healing. Yep. That's and a, forgiving yourself is even harder than forgiving somebody else. Yeah. There's a, there's a, um, <clears throat> there's a term called forgiveness is a, is a uh, journey. It's not a one-time thing. No, it's yeah. not. It's, and do you it, need to, yeah, sorry, it's, it's the same thing as, as loving when you wake in the morning it's not a it's not a one-time thing it's a choice and sometimes it's a choice from moment to moment less than a second that seems to go the way around well choice you know i do it i speak about the power of choice because choice is really important and do you know that as adults we make over thirty-three thousand decisions a day holy, consciously unconsciously holy crap that's a lot it's a lot it's a lot. And, and some people can do a little less. Some people can do more because some people say, I wear the same thing every day. You know, I have the same clothes, so I don't have to make a decision. So there's one decision I don't have to make. But it, people don't realize that you make choices on how to behave, what to, what to bring into your, in front, your purview by watching TV, podcasts, what you listen to, video games. What kind okay. of games are you playing? You know, if you're playing kill them 
you know, battlefield games, well, it's going to build that kind of energy up in you or, or the kind where you kill people and then you see people go out and shooting down. I mean, what did they say last weekend? There were over, only a few were shown on TV, but there were over 200 and some odd shootings over the weekend. Yeah. And it's Mother's Day weekend. So it's like, what are you shooting about? It'd be, it'd be the, you would, you would think that's the one weekend where everybody just takes the day off. You'd hope. Just like Christmas, Thanksgiving. Any of, any of the days that where, where gratitude should actually be shown rather than anger and aggression. Yeah. It's, there's still a lot of, <laughs> humankind still has much to learn. It does. And one of the things I say is, it's, you know, when you're a child, you can blame whoever you want to blame. But when you get to be an adult, you need to start taking responsibility for your choices and how you react to the to your um, stimulation. Mm -hmm. You have a choice to, to get help or to pick up a rifle and shoot people down and end up either being dead yourself or being incarcerated. Mm -hmm. It's a choice. There, there's no, there isn't, granted that's, that's a very blanket statement to say, but it's still your choice. Do you choose to do you, do you choose to do good or do you choose to not? Exactly. And it's exactly true. It always comes up. You have a podcast come, that you're doing now too. What's, what's, what's up with yeah. that? My podcast is called Guided Spirit Conversations and it's Ooh. on voiceamerica.com. I also have a YouTube page of the same name and a Facebook page. We stream live on Facebook as we do the audio. And it's a live show so you can call in every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern time. So it's on voiceamerica.com. You go to the empowerment channel and either find guided spirit conversations or Marla Goldberg with two R's and Goldberg. Or you go to Facebook and watch it because when the audio goes on commercial break, we keep talking. And so cool. it's very organic. And then you can either get more information about the person, funny stories, whatever it is, but it's always interesting. I bet it is. I mean, we don't, we don't publish our off our, our breaks, but as you can tell on our breaks, just between us, uh, we've, we've had some interesting other conversations outside of, so that's cool. And this, uh, so it's a weekly thing. Well, let me, I just want to make sure we got that again. Every Thursday. Well, every weekly. Thursday. Yeah. Awesome. Every Thursday, 12 noon Eastern time. Cool. And you, and if they missed the live version, you can go to the YouTube page. Awesome. And, and the YouTube, you said the YouTube page has the same name. Guided Spirit Conversations. Okay, cool. Well, guys, you guys you guys know how that works. We'll have all of those links down below in the comments uh, for YouTube and for Anchor. Um, so you can go check it out. Uh, they can buy your book on your page or on Amazon. Or you can both. buy it on Amazon and you can buy it on my website, Marla Goldberg. If you buy it on my website, I have the ability to personalize it for you. And then along with my journal, my sacred journal, my sacred journal, which is over on my right shoulder, the yellow jacket. Nice. So I wanted to develop something as a support tool and journaling is so important. It is. Agreed. Uh, mine's is sitting somewhere over here. I, <laughs> there it is. Uh, fortunately, I need to journal more, but at least it's right there. It's looking me right, now, right in the face right now going, I've been here for a while. Uh, 
One of the things, you, you doing any speaking engagements? Now that everything's starting to slowly open up, are you, are you going to be doing any speaking engagements? Or I have nothing right, right now scheduled, but I do have the 30-day meditation challenge on my website. Okay. 30 ways in 30 days to either start a meditation practice or deepen a meditation practice. And it is, um, it's just guided meditations that spirit has, you know, led me to lead. Awesome. That, that I do remember seeing that when I was on your website. I thought that was interesting. Cool. Thank you. Well, unfortunately, we've come to that time. Well, it has been so much fun, Mike. Thank I you know. so much for having me on the show. I oh. wanted to thank you as well for making some time and coming and hanging out and, you know, just sharing your passions, sharing your insights. And I always learn something new with every guest that comes in. I really enjoyed it. So thank you very much. Uh, thank you too. Everybody that's listening and watching, uh, again, links down below for anything that you want to do. Go grab a book. Go grab that pillow. Go grab that pillow. <laughs> that pillow is awesome. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe button and then the button next to it, the bell. So that tells you when we get another wonderful guest like this to join us here on Java Chat. If you're listening on Anchor or any of the other platforms, uh, subscribe, download, etc. If you're listening to us on Anchor, uh, you can show us some support there. We could always use a little bit of support, you know. Uh, we really do appreciate you making the time and taking the time to listen to these. We do these for you so that you can get a little insight into different aspects of life as an entrepreneur, as a business professional, as a, somebody who just happens to be dropping by and listening. Every guest has a unique take on their expertise. So feel free to stop by. If a oh, biggest one, you got to know somebody that would love to hear some of this. Everything that we talked about today, somebody out there is going to get some value out of it. Share it with them. Send them the video, send them the podcast, you know, tell them, hey, I was listening to this and I thought this might be cool for you to listen to. I'll share it with you. That would be awesome. So once more, take care of each other. Keep going. Stay up. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And live. Myself, Coffee with Mike, and Marla Goldberg. Ciao for now. For more information on Java Chat, visit www.javachatpodcast.com. You've been listening to Coffee with Mike on Java Chat. Tune in weekly to this podcast for the next episode. You can also download or subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform. A production of Oasis Media Group, LLC. Located in Las Vegas, Nevada. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved. All right, we'll be back in 30. And we're back here at Java Chat, hanging out with Marla Goldberg. And we, we were talking about some pretty cool stories there, especially the one about the young athlete. That was really, that was really neat. Uh, along your journey there had to have been a bunch of things that happened that really like not just signaled but like pushed you to keep going forward um you know though everybody calls it the why um i think it's i think there's usually a little bit more than just the why there there are other things that happen that just keep egging you along if you will um probably starting from about the time that you opened your practice part-time in 14 like you mentioned um, what were some of the things, or maybe even before that, what were some of the things that inspired you after your first round with your, your first teacher? 
I have to say, well, one of the big things for me is because, so I have a book, My Effing Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path. I know, I love that title. That's so freaking cool. Thank you. Which is, well, it's autobiographical and then it's self-help. And so where my whole focus tended to be once I started a practice was I wanted to help people. I wanted to help people get more flow, heal. Um on so many levels. And that's why I keep taking more and more classes so I can learn more things so I can help more people, whether it's through speaking or, or teaching or one-on-ones. But it's just important for me for that people have the ability to know what it's like to have a joyful life. We're all put on this earth to not live a life of, tru- of drudgery and, and trauma and you know, like carrying all these heavy things on our back energetically. We're really meant to live with joy and purpose and and gratitude. Yep. But most people don't know how to get there. And they don't know sure. how to get there because the majority of people, and, and this is, of, how do I say this? I was going to say it's of no fault to, the, to their families, even though it is, but they didn't know anybody either. They weren't given tools. They did not know in a different way. They just every, you know. For example, I'm sure my father's father hit him with straps and shoes and stuff like that. And in turn, he ended up doing this to his children, myself, my brother, my sister. Um, you know, it's it's learning to stop the cycle. That You know, when you know something is not right to do, stopping the cycle because of what it does to your children and their children. Even the words that people say to people... Um, you know, somebody might say something to a child and think it's funny, but they're a sponge and it's going to affect their self-esteem. It's going to affect their ability to grow into healthy egoed individuals. They'll, you know, so a lot of us, the majority of us walk around as wounded warriors yeah. because we are, we have been wounded. And so my whole focus is wanting to help, a, help raise consciousness and know that there's something more out there. You know, religion states, it doesn't make a difference what religion, that this is all, you know, uh, glass and mirrors. But it's real. I mean, it's more real than any organized religion that there is, in my opinion, spirituality. And so for me, it's helping people to live the life they were divinely meant to live. And so that's my my big why. That how... So during the time that you were going, uh, by the way, that's freaking awesome. And it's, Thank you. Uh, it's a wonderful common thread through the healing community, which is, which is also wonderful. Um, the, some of the, the other people that I've, I've met um, that are in the healing space, if you will, it's, it's amazing to see the, what's the word? sometimes it's excitement sometimes it's just i guess the word would be just the joy of knowing that someone that they were able to help um, facilitate their their continued journey um, no longer is blinded if that's a good way to describe it yeah um by their by their uh, by their own what's the word internal 
I don't want to say biases. That's a that gets used no, to. But it's the to, internal negative self-talk that they heard growing up. Thank you. That's what I'm for. Yeah. That <laughs> they heard through whether it's from parents, grandparents, re other relatives, teachers, religious figures. People are very careless with their words, and words have power. No, oh, extremely huge power. Huge. And you know, I know somebody who had a child, and when the child was two years old, she called this child a name, and I'm like. <gasps> How could you do that? And of course, I was, you know, verbally abused for like, mind your own business. It's not yours. <clears throat> but it's but the reality of it is, is this child grew up as a wounded warrior because of not only the words that were said, but the the physical actions, you know, for through the disciplining of the children. Today, most children will say, "I'm calling DCFS." Once they're old enough to use a phone and they know better, they're like I'm going to call on you, but. Um, yeah, that, that, that's the thing people don't realize. Their words, how they show up for their family, all makes a difference on how healthy of a child you're going to have and how healthy of a grandchild you're going to have. Yeah, because I, that negative talks to, keeps rolling around. Right. I've, I've always, um, I was a single dad. Of course, he's 19 now. And I, I still support him wherever he needs. But I remember when he was... I think he was about seven or eight. Um, he was playing a computer game, and he couldn't get he couldn't get past a certain spot. And he was sitting at the computer crying, just really, just like ultimately upset. And I looked at him and I went, "What's the matter?" He goes, "This I can't win this game." I said, "What do you mean you can't win the game?" He says, "I I can't win." And I looked at him and I went, "Hold on a second, that's a computer." It's a program. The way you beat a program is you learn how it works. You continue playing. If you stop playing, then you really have lost. And he kept, from that little chat, he kept playing. And then he finally won. He said, Papa, I won. I said, see, I told you. And I've always tried to do that with him and, and anybody else's children too. If anybody that's impressionable in that, in that manner, because honestly, if you, stop practicing if you stop doing you have you've quit and you really have lost so true and that's in anything anything any endeavor in life not just playing a game but when if you just give up and quit you know you you just you defeat yourself yeah 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 i mean I always, go ahead as, as as healers you, you see the same thing though it, it's you have people coming into you going, I don't know what's wrong. I don't know what's going on. And it's like, um, we kind of went through this. <laughs> we found out what the issue was. <clears throat> have you been doing your part? Right. How often do you have to remind your clients? Well, all the time, because, you know, just like, you know, I get forgetful too. Sometimes mm. I have to be reminded on what I need to do. I'm a human being. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm a spiritual being, have a human experience, but as a human being, you know, we, you know, can have very short attention spans. Really? Squirrel? <laughs> I got to tell you, with everything that we have available to us today, that is an understatement of the century. I mean, the age of information is already long past. It, it's so funny that everybody's like, our generation knows that term. This younger generation has no clue what that, that term is. But essentially, when the age of info started, we got overwhelmed. Oh yeah. Uh, you, you and me both. Our focuses went out the window. 
because it was like, oh, look at this. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Oh, look at this. Encyclopedia Britannica became this huge thing in, for us at the time, desktops. Right, right. And we could just sit there and, and just stare at the screen all freaking day, reading, checking things out, learning new stuff. And now these kids look at it as like, yeah, that's boring. You know, it, but it, they're on the computer, they're on devices all the time doing other things. I mean, but they are stuck in the, the computer. My concern for children are that they are not going to know how to maneuver life. It's already showing up. It's already showing up. And this is, this is another reason that it's good that healers are out there because they engorge themselves so much into technology that their own energy is, they're corrupting their own energy and they're messing it up. And it becomes so easily impressionable, even in their 20s, even in their 30s, they don't see it. They don't know. Yeah. They don't know to see it. And nobody's pointing it out to them. Or if they are, they know everything, right? You know how kids can be. It's like, oh, you know nothing. And then all of a sudden they're 50 years old going, you know, I think my parents had something. I That adult had, <laughs> you know, they might have had something to what they were saying. Sounds familiar, doesn't it, there, Martha? <laughs> sounds real familiar for some weird reason. You're absolutely right. Uh, it's interesting to watch how they study. They're, and actually, <clears throat> it's, this is one of my favorite things because of, you know, marketing psychology is we're always wondering what's the next generation going to be like. Um, and Gen Z is one of those generations that's very adept at researching. Yes. Um, to the point that, you know, if you get a group of five or six of them together, most of them will sit there on a table. One will get on the computer, maybe two. Uh, well, now on their phones. Um, and the, the others will talk while the, the other two are researching. It's the most amazing thing you've ever seen. In, in the old days, you couldn't get humans to, to sit together except to sit and bullshit about stuff. These kids want to know. Well, it's like Big Bang, right? I love that show. But it's, yeah. they, you know, they're, they just research everything and it's like, what about this? And they have these, these very esoteric kind of conversations that could be out there, but could be very real. Could be. Yeah, very but, much. But so. they come up with these concepts and then they research them together and they do all. But, and I know it's a TV show, but the reality of it is, is there are people that, like you're saying, that that are really looking to learn and know and change and make a difference. Yeah, it's it's nice to see that. Um, and there's still that there's still, though, that danger of getting too far into it, if that makes sense. To the point that energies get disrupted and and well, yes yeah so but my other concern is that they sit on a couch next to each other texting each other rather than turning and having a conversation <laughs> that i don't get i do not understand that at all i i have two stories about that okay um, a researcher who goes around she's a speaker she works in a lab and she said and this is this is around the time that the, the millennials were getting the bad rap um she says, I can't believe it. I'm standing there in the lab. She's two people away from me. And she sends me a text saying, I don't feel comfortable doing this task. Two people away from her, maybe 10 feet. So she couldn't yeah. just turn and look at me and say, yeah, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with doing that task. Can you find something else for me to do? I was floored. I'm like, what is she afraid of? <laughs> And it's those hard conversations that people who like of our generation, you know, have hard times with, but not as hard as generations beyond, you know, that are coming up behind us. Yeah. 
and they're conversations that have to be had. I mean, but that's that's that generation. Anyway, it's certainly job security. <laughs> that it is. If they become open, and more and more young uns are really becoming open to spirituality, metaphysics, knowing that there's more out there than what meets the eye. They've come across it in their research, and it's inevitable that you will come across it eventually as you're researching everything because you know we both know that it's everything's connected one way or another and everything's energy so it is you know you're gonna you're gonna find marla sometime <laughs> there's no accidents everything is synchronistic so if you have you know a snowball effect of, of situations you have to go okay what 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 is it about me the common denominator in all your situations that are bringing these things to mm. me. Yep. And it could be positive or negative. It doesn't have, or perceived negative. It doesn't have to be, you know, just dark and gloomy. But you have to go, ooh, it, it's because you're the common denominator in all of your situations. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think people tend to quickly uh, judge light, dark before they realize that it's a situation period that they need to be open to understanding, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. They, it's, it's, it's too quick to judge. Oh, that's not a good thing. Well, mm, there, I, I remember reading an old story of a man that took a journey with an angel. And the angel did some pretty wild stuff where the guy was looking at the angel going, you're supposed to be good. What the hell is going on? Why are you doing these things? These are horrible. And the angel explained each action. I think there was a total of three um, where literally the angel took some people out and when the angel came back and says, here's why I did this with this, this person. This is why I, I did this with these folks. And this is why I did this with these people. And the guy looked at him and goes, wow. The end result was many more were saved or many or people were saved, even though what you did would be considered kind of immoral. You know, I mean, he stole something from one place. He literally threw somebody over a bridge on another. That was the one he took out. That person was supposed to become a murderer. You know, you, you, you hear these stories. It's like, well, I'm sure glad this is a story, not real. But, but the, the fact of the matter is you can't judge a situation right out the gate. You have to, you have to create space for it to figure out what's really going on. Absolutely. There's two things I have to say. That reminds me of the movie Michael with John Travolta. You know, how he was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was sort of not quite a fallen angel but he was um he had his own unorthodox ways about him um and well, then, we consider unorthodox where when it comes to human standards versus an angel standards which we don't really know what they do there's no right. yeah mm. it, it, it's so true and then now i just lost the other thing i was going to bring up <laughs> but it but it just makes but Yes, things happen. And here's the thing. Back in the day, if I would like not succeed at something, I felt like a failure. Mm -hmm. You know, when there was shame and guilt and all those those really low vibrational emotions attached to it. And I wish I knew then what I know now into the fact that when we stumble in life, when we may fall on our face in life, we're not losers. We are not um 
you know, stupid people. We are supposed to learn from this experience. And I look at everything today as a lesson, opportunity, a gift, or a combination thereof, because in every situation, there are one or multiples of what I just said, lessons, opportunities, and gifts. And there is no such thing as failure. And, but if you don't, unless you don't use it as a stepping stone for your personal growth, then if you don't use it, then yeah, it is failure. But if you learn it to grow, to grow and learn the next, then you go, oh, now the next time I do it, I know better. I'll do it a different way. Mm, exactly. And you just keep switching it until it fits. Yeah. It's, it, it's, um, how did he say it? To quit is to fail, to fail is to, to fail is to grow. It's something of that nature. I don't remember who said it, but it, I mean, that just, it, it's, it's the easiest thing in the world to, you know, everybody says fail forward fast. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, it's the only way you're going to learn. I mean, unless somebody else has already done it, then try to learn from their failures. But if you're not moving, what, what is it? Um, you don't age until you sit still. Yeah. That's so true. That, you that wouldn't guess I was 110. Hey, <laughs> living till I'm a buck 50. That's where I'm going to do it. Or um, anyway. There you go. <laughs> the, um, who's, been, who's been some of your biggest influences as far as your, your career path? Oh. Wow. You know, you. I look at people who have started modestly and have really, you know, not the ones that are like born with their gifts and talents and they use them early and they know about them. It's the people who have hit rock bottom, like myself, and who've had to, to, to build themselves and heal themselves to get to where they are. Mm. Those are the people who influence me. It's not one particular person, it's a collaborative, but it's the people who really learned because they, it was either I'm going to stay in my own crap mm -hmm. or I'm going to get out of it and live my golden life. And the ones who live their golden life, those are the ones I want to follow because those are the ones who have this, who have done it and who have the secret sauce to how to, how to do it moving forward. Good call. Good call. Uh, generally speaking. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a celebrity follower either. Um, I, I do appreciate what they put out, but it's the ones that are like us that are the most inspirational because they're the ones that turn around and go, look, I'm like you. I, you know, I did, I had the same challenges. I have the same issues, have the same failures. I made it. And you can come at it with a more loving and compassionate way. Sure. If somebody is born with it. I mean, there are so many of those celebrities who, if you knew them in real life, you would go like, really? And you're presenting yourself as X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you find lovely ones as well, but a lot of them are run by ego. I like the negative ego. You know, the, I'm so great. I'm so wonderful. Look at me and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I'm all about, give me the healthy ego. Give me the person who isn't trying to compete, isn't trying to backstab to, you know, for the new up and comers that they embrace them and say, thank you for bringing what you're bringing to the table. It's needed. Uh, it, you know, I can't serve everybody. I am, but right. one human trying to help how many billion on this planet. Right. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> uh, exactly. 
Yeah, so I, I, I totally get you. Um, guys, we're going to take one more 30-second break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what's what's next. You guys heard about the book. I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Um, and there's a podcast in this mix, too. You guys know how much we love podcasts. So we'll be back in 30 seconds. We'll tell you more about it then. Hey, guys, we're back. Java Chat sitting here with Marla Goldberg. And this is this is the part where I get to talk about this. She mentioned the title earlier. I was gonna I was trying to hold it off because I just love the title so much. It was going to be like a big kapow at the, bar, at the very back end. Sorry. Uh, no, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. It it it, it kind of gave a little taste. The title of the book is "My Effing Long Journey to Loving Myself: A Guide to a Shorter Path." I, I don't know why your publisher allowed you to censor that because there's another book called "Unfuck Yourself," which I think is a perfect title as well. This has got to be something similar. What is it? Well, it's it's well. Sem it's not semi-biographical, it's my autobiography. Mm -hmm. um, and all the, the dysfunction and all the crap and the bad decisions I made throughout a period of my life until I started going down my spiritual path and healing and learning differently and how to live life differently. And so then as I was writing it, and it's funny because the reason I wrote it was I was prompted by a coach that I was working with. And he said, well, you need to write a book and be, you know, this is how you stand up and be an expert and show your authority on your information. And, blah, 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 blah. and I'm like, okay. And again, never, five psychics told me I was going to write a book, five. And I said, no, absolutely not. I have nothing to write about. Who wants to hear what I have to say? You know, it's one of those things. And so here I am. I'm like, okay, now I'm writing a book. And what I did was automatic writing. So I go and I, I left my husband for a month. We bought a second home. And so I left him and I would start my process by meditating. And I'd pick up my pen and my, my I mean, I just, I didn't type. I just did it longhand. Um, and if anybody doesn't know what longhand is, it's pen and paper and you just, you know, scribe. And, um, and I just started writing and I didn't pay attention. I didn't filter. I didn't edit. And I talk about doing this all the time. It's just automatic. Whatever comes out, comes out. And I would do this day after day after day. And then I started reading back what I was writing and it's like, oh my God, that's my story. And then I started getting guidance from spirit saying, well, you need to make this a helping book. You need to make it a book to help, not just to vomit your, you know, your personal life out to everybody, but give them a way to heal with it, you know, help them. Mm -hmm. So when I decided, okay, in the back of the book, I made a list of my top 14 techniques that I used and still use for processing and healing and, and forgiving and all that. Um, and then I kept hearing more guidance, like, no, no, you have to put it in the front of the book, you know, in your autobiography, you know, you know, where you would have used us, how you would have used us, which ones you would have used. And so I didn't do it by title because it just would make it so long. So I just did it by the number. So in the back, you can find number two, number seven. And it's sort of like one of those old Chinese menus. They're like, I'll take yeah, number yeah, two, yeah. number seven, number yeah, six. Yeah. And so cool, actually, that really does. <laughs> so, you know, one part of my life, it's like, if, if I would have known then what I know now, I would have used to help process my pain, my hurt, my disappointment, whatever it might have been. And there was a ton of that mm -hmm. in my life. And, mm -hmm. and I'm not saying it as a sob story because I healed. So there's nothing sob story about it. I, I one reviewer had, had said something like, oh my God, I had to put it down. And, you know, all the, 
but sometimes you have to go into the dark to find the light. You have to, you know, deal with your crap and come out of it to know what the difference is. And so that's how I wrote the book. That's why I wrote the book. And that's, and, and, it, and it was also a very different way because most self-help books don't have a story with interjections. And then you can find out the instructions in the back, yep, how sure. to do it. And then I give you copious instructions on my modalities. Glossaries and appendixes. Boy, what a concept. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As if it was used once before sometime back in the 70s and 80s. I, you know. <laughs> oh, I what, 70s and 80s? What are those? What yeah, are right? decades? <laughs> my, one of my friends used to sit there and go, oh, yeah, that was back in 19 forgotten. I'm like, hey, easy, easy. <laughs> now, I don't forget the 19s. But it's that that's awesome. So you have a so you literally have a hybrid story self-help book is yes. what I hear. Yeah. That's freaking cool. I, who's it who's it written for? <sighs> for people like me. For okay. people who have been brought up with dysfunctional families whose life isn't working for them. They don't know how to shift their life circumstances. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to do it. They might not have the money to go to somebody. Mm. Um, and that's who, I mean, it's written for all of the above and, and those I haven't mentioned because there's so many people out there, as I mentioned earlier, that have been brought up by dysfunctional families because their families were brought up by dysfunctional families and so on and so on. And now you have easy ways to, you know, release the repressed emotions, because how in the United States, don't cry, don't behave that way. I'll give you something to cry about. You know, <laughs> you know, big girls don't cry, boys don't cry, they don't emote, you know, and so we end up pushing everything down. And guess what? We can only hold so much down before it regurgitates all over our life and body. I can't tell you how many times mine did on mine. Mm. Well, it's in the book. So, <laughs> so, but, you, uh, so you can tell us how many. <laughs> well, I haven't counted, but there's a lot. <laughs> but it's it's learning how to get all these these repressed emotions out because we are, you know, everywhere, like women in the, you know, in corporations don't get angry because women aren't supposed to get emotional. You're not supposed to emote how you feel. Oh, but if a man that, did it, it's that's, okay. That's going to work out real well. Right. And how many women in the 80s, seven, well, more of the 80s, the 90s, you know, yeah. decided to let their masculine energy move forward and take over their life and put their feminine behind so that they could achieve and they could be and, and accomplish, which is what the male energy does. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden, you know, they're pushing all their feminine emotions down and everything they feel because... You know, men aren't supposed to emote. Men aren't supposed to cry. Men aren't supposed to behave this way or that way. But if a man gets angry, it's acceptable. They're just um, showing their anger. But if a woman does that, it has an entirely different connotation. And you need to get this garbage up and out out of your system because it will affect you physically. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so hanging on to it is so unhealthy. So I have, like, my favorite... Um, I call it release by exertion. And Ooh. my, let me pull back in a second. Let me get this, excuse me. This is one of my favorite things now. <laughs> Who's up for a beating? 
Now, caveat, <laughs> never to use on a person, never to use on an animal, no child. This is strictly soft surface use. And so what I do, and I just have a mini one just as an example, but I get, I have a full-size kid's bat, Nerf or plastic. Mm -hmm. And you go to your mattress, you go to your sofa, you go to a pillow, and you start hitting it, whether you want to focus, you can focus on something that's, that's, that's hurting you, mm. or you can just start hitting it because you just don't know what to do. Within 30 seconds, you will start screaming. You will start crying. The caveat is allow it to come out. Don't push it back down again. It's come, you're breaking it up for a reason. It's like having an ice pick, breaking up the ice for a drink in the olden days. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, back in the 1900s. Back in the 1900s. <laughs> but, um, kind of sorry yeah. I even did that way. But anyway, <laughs> this is one of my favorite things, and it is effective to just getting getting your emotions broken up and getting them up and out. Now, you see the pillow behind me over my right shoulder? Okay, my original screen pillow that I designed for the purpose. I don't think I can grab it. Wait, 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 wait. I don't want to knock everything over for the purpose of screaming. So not. I wanted to make it funny. I yeah. wanted people not to miss where they need to put their mouth. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> it's a talking, I mean, it's a fun talking piece, but it muffles the screams, but you can scream as loud as you want into here and you're not going to disturb your neighbors, especially because so many of us live so close to people. I know. And and you don't want to disturb them or alarm them and all of a sudden have the police knock at your door. Like, what's going on? You're screaming. Oh, it's primal screaming. I'm releasing. <laughs> but screaming is another wonderful way to just get, get the emotions up and out, which is the first step into just feeling better. Because once you do that, you feel like you've lost 100 pounds. Agreed. It just, it's, it's so powerful. I, I've done that out in the, in, in the wilderness, away from, you know, civilization. Sometimes when I go out hiking, we'll do Scare one of those. snakes. <laughs> you know, I haven't come across any, so maybe that's true. I just... <laughs> but in any case, so <clears throat> these are all cool things. Did, are, are these things that you have made for people, or is it just... I have this on my website. You could buy it. My website is marlagoldberg with two rs.com. And yes, it's in my shop. That's cool. So, I'm going to have to order thank one. You. Thank you. If nothing yeah, more, it, for the I conversation Pardon me? If, if for nothing more, the conversation piece, when somebody walks in and goes, all right, what is that, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's my mouth. It's the screaming mouth. That's, a... <laughs> That's where. That's where I yell into the void and it yells back. Sorry, we're full up. Try again. Exactly. <laughs> or, or let me take this off your chest for you, literally. Exactly. Exactly. That's, I think if more, and, and this, the whole repression thing, it, there's there's funny memes that go around about that kind of deal. Um, and, and please, guys, if you're listening, remember, those are just jokes. Repression is not a choice. It's not a good choice, I should say. It is a choice. It's not a good choice. All it does is serve to hurt you. If, if you gotta do something to let something out, you might not have that pillow, but you certainly have one on your bed. If you push it down into that mattress, you can scream into that. It'll work just as well. Sometimes we gotta. Sometimes. It's important. It's important for your highest and best good, for your welfare. Yeah. Otherwise, where's your sanity? Yeah. I mean, that's, well, you... that's ultimately what it affects. 
Well, but it also will affect your blood pressure. It will affect your heart. It sure. will affect, that's what, you know, autoimmune issues are based on things like this. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's just so much and it's, you know, you can live a really healthy life. You don't need to have high blood pressure. You don't need to have a lot of the stuff that people get because they're not knowing how to deal with their emotions, their wounds. And you, it, it needs to heal. Forgiveness is another big thing with Boy, healing. Yep. That's and forgiving a, yourself is even harder than for he, forgiving somebody else. Yeah, there's a there's a um, <clears throat> there's a term called forgiveness is a is a uh, journey. It's not a one time thing. No, it's yeah. not. It's, and do you it, need to? Yeah, I mean, sorry, it's it's the same thing as as loving. When you wake in the morning, it's not a it's not a one time thing. It's a choice, and sometimes it's a choice from moment to moment, less than a second. Uh, same story all the way around. Well, choice, you know, I do it. I speak about the power of choice because choice is really important. And do you know that as adults, we make over 33,000 decisions a day, Holy. consciously, unconsciously? Holy crap, that's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And, and some people can do a little less, some people can do more because some people say, I wear the same thing every day. You know, I have the same clothes, so I don't have to make a decision. So, there's one decision I don't have to make. But it, people don't realize that you make choices on how to behave, what to what to bring into your in front, your purview by watching TV, podcasts, what you listen to, video games. What kind of games are you playing? You know, if you're playing kill em, you know, battlefield games, well, it's going to build that kind of energy up in you or, or the kind where you kill people and then you see people go out and shooting down. I mean, what did they say last weekend? There were over, only a few were shown on TV, but there were over 200 and some odd shootings over the weekend. Yeah. And it's Mother's Day weekend. So it's like, what are you shooting about? It'd be, it'd be the, you would, you would think that's the one weekend where everybody just takes the day off. You'd hope. Just like Christmas, Thanksgiving. Any of any of the days that where where gratitude should actually be shown rather than anger and aggression. Yeah. It's there's still a lot of humankind still has much to learn. It does, and one of the things I say is, you know, when you're a child, you can blame whoever you want to blame, but when you get to be an adult, you need to start taking responsibility for your choices and how you react to the to your um, stimulation. Mm -hmm. You have a choice to, to get help or to pick up a rifle and shoot people down and end up either being dead yourself or being incarcerated. Mm -hmm. It's a choice. There, there's no, there isn't, granted that's, that's a very blanket statement to say, but it's still your choice. Do you choose to do you, do you choose to do good or do you choose to not? Exactly. And it's exactly true. That always comes up. You have a podcast come, that you're doing now too. What, what's what's up I with do. that? My podcast is called Guided Spirit Conversations and it's Ooh. on voiceamerica.com. I also have a YouTube page of the same name and a Facebook page. We stream live on Facebook as we do the audio. And it's a live show so you can call in every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern time. So it's on voiceamerica.com. You go to the empowerment channel and either find guided spirit conversations or 
Marlon Goldberg with two R's in Goldberg. You go to Facebook and watch it because when the audio goes on commercial break, we keep talking. And so cool. it's very organic. And then you can either get more information about the person, funny stories, whatever it is, but it's always interesting. I bet it is. I mean, we don't we don't publish our off our our breaks, but as you can tell on our breaks, just between us, uh, we've we've had some interesting other conversations outside of so that's cool, and this uh, so it's a that's weekly thing. Well, let me I just want to make sure we got that again. Every Thursday, oh, every weekly, Thursday. yeah, awesome. Every Thursday, twelve noon Eastern time. Cool, and you. And if they miss the live version, you can go to the YouTube page. Awesome, and and the YouTube you said the YouTube page has the same name. Guided Spirit Conversations. Okay, cool. Well, guys, you guys, you guys know how that works. We'll have all of those links down below in the comments uh, for YouTube and for Anchor, um, so you can go check it out. Uh, they can buy your book on your page or on Amazon. Or you can both. buy it on Amazon, and you can buy it on my website, Marla Goldberg. If you buy it on my website, I have the ability to personalize it for you, and that along with my journal, my sacred journal, my sacred journal which is over on my right shoulder, the yellow jacket. Nice. So I wanted to develop something as a support tool and journaling is so important. It is, agreed. Uh, mine's just sitting somewhere over here. I, <laughs> there it is. Uh, yeah. Fortunately, I need to journal more, but at least it's right there. It's looking me right, now, right in the face right now going, I've been here for a while. Uh, one of the things, you, you doing any speaking engagements? Now that everything's starting to slowly open up, are you, are you going to be doing any speaking engagements? Or I have nothing right, right now scheduled, but I do have the 30-day meditation challenge on my website. Okay. 30 ways in 30 days to either start a meditation practice or deepen a meditation practice. And it is, um, it's just guided meditations that Spirit has, you know, led me to lead. Awesome. That, that, I do remember seeing that when I was on your website. I thought that was interesting. Cool. Thank you. Well, unfortunately, we've come to that time. Well, it has been so much fun, Mike. Thank I you know. so much for having me on the show. I oh. wanted to thank you as well for making some time and coming and hanging out and, you know, just sharing your passions, sharing your insights and <sighs> always learn something new with every guest that comes in. I really enjoyed it. So thank you very much. Uh, Everybody that's listening and watching, uh, again, links down below for anything that you want to do. Go grab a book. Go grab that pillow. Go grab that pillow. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe button, and then the button next to it, the bell, so that tells you when we get another wonderful guest like this to join us here on Java Chat. If you're listening on Anchor or any of the other platforms, uh, subscribe, download, etc. If you're listening to us on Anchor. Uh, you can show us some support there. We could always use a little bit of support, you know. Uh, we really do appreciate you making the time and taking the time to listen to these. We do these for you so that you can get a little insight into different aspects of life as an entrepreneur, as a business professional, as a, somebody who just happens to be dropping by and listening. Every guest has a unique take on their expertise. So feel free to stop by. If a oh, biggest one, you got to know somebody that would love to hear some of this. Everything that we talked about today, somebody out there is going to get some value out of it. Share it with them. Send them the video, send them the podcast, you know, tell them, hey, I was listening to this and I thought this might be cool for you to listen to. I'll share it with you. That would be awesome. So 
once more, take care of each other. Keep going. Stay up. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And live. For myself, Coffee with Mike, and Marla Goldberg. Ciao for now. For more information on Java Chat, visit www.javachatpodcast.com. You've been listening to Coffee with Mike on Java Chat. Tune in weekly to this podcast for the next episode. You can also download or subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform. A production of Oasis Media Group, LLC. Located in Las Vegas, Nevada. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.